Yeah, I don't know if we realize, or maybe we do. We have the three most powerful weapons known to man here tonight. We've used one of them called worship. God inhabits the worship of his people. Do you understand? God inhabits the worship of his people. Second one we're going to use tonight is the word of God. We know that the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen? And third, before we go home, we're going to pray. And we know that the Bible tells us that fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Fervent prayer, white heart, desperate, crying out to God. And that's what we're looking to do after we hear the word of God. But as we unleash now our second most uh, second powerful event is the word of God. I'm going to introduce to you a pastor from Nigeria, Africa, Pastor Peter Adigwe that we've known for a few years. And he's always come with the word of God. Would you please honor the man of God as he comes? Pastor Peter. Seated in the heavenly places. I feel greatly honored to be in your midst tonight. And I call it what a night. I thank God for the pastor of this church and the members who have this vision of bringing pastors and Christian workers from different denominations. I'm going to carry this message home because it's amazing. It's not a night of too much of sermonizing. However, like the pastor said, the word of God is a weapon. It's, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. So tonight, we will go into the Word of God very briefly. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for this night of unity. We want to thank you for this vision. Lord, we pray that this good thing that you have started... You will nurture it. You will uphold it. Until the day of our Lord. Father, I pray that this fellowship of pastors and Christian workers will grow from glory to glory and from grace to grace. Nothing shall by any means stop it. Nothing, nothing shall by any means stop it. Rather than stopping it, it will grow to greater heights. I have spoken it, and it shall be so. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to speak briefly on the subject, God of Networking. God of 
networking. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible tells us that God says, let us make man after our own image. Underline the word us. Us. The language he spoke at the beginning tells us that God is a God of networking. A God that believes in unity. The language he spoke makes it possible for us to have the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the two testaments are never at loggerheads with each other. They are in agreement. The New Testament that we read takes its root from the Old Testament. When you see a tree standing, maybe you admire the fruit. Don't forget that it has a root. In the Old Testament, we never saw pastors. But in the New Testament, when Jesus Christ came on board, he said, I and my Father are one. That is why the Word of God and His Word are one. That's unity in manifestation. And when Jesus Christ was about to leave the scene, He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you. That's networking. Hello? And the Holy Spirit is here. Even when Jesus Christ was uh, here on earth, the Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38 that Jesus, God anointed Jesus Christ with power and the Holy Spirit and he went about doing good. That's networking in manifestation. Unity is not union. In union, you can agree and then back up. It's like cat and dog. But in unity, there is agreement. Unshakable agreement. Irreconcilable agreement. Bonded agreement. Agreement. Jesus said, if two of you shall agree as touching a thing. Agreement. Agreement. Hello? Unity. Jesus prayed this prayer in his valedictory prayer in John chapter 17. He said... That they may be one as you and I are one. The Jews asked him this question. Are you here to change the order of the day? He said, no, I came to accomplish it. Because I was there when my father spoke all these words. That's unity in manifestation. Manifestation. 
So we are serving a God of unity. A God of networking. Hello? Unity. One of the hardest jobs to do in the ministry is to bring pastors together. That it starts not from the church level, it starts from the Bible school. When I was in the Bible school, sometimes I ask myself, are we really going to the field to preach to others? Because everyone felt God has called me. I'm not subject to no one. And we carry this mentality to our churches. One of the hardest jobs to do is bringing pastors together. But I tell you one thing. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us that iron sharpened iron. Iron sharpened iron. No matter how close a dickin or a dickness is to a pastor, a dickness can never know the pressure a pastor goes through. No way. No way. The moment the mantle of leadership called pastor rests on you, the pressure is on you. Thank God for pastor's wives. <laughs> Any pastor's wife here? Oh, you don't know what they go through. All you know is that when they come to church on Sunday, they say, well, if you want to see where our money goes, go to go and see our pastor's wife. <laughs> All the dresses she puts on, that's where our money goes. <laughs> because they first receive the pressure. The husband comes back home. <coughs> Honey... <laughs> There's no honey there. <laughs> sweetheart, no sweetheart. Because the pressure is there. The first person to receive it is the pastor's wife. It takes iron to sharpen iron. It takes a fellow pastor to know what a fellow pastor goes through. Things you cannot say in the open. You see, this coat or this suit or this whatever we put on, a pastor's suit, you can never give it to a layman to put on. It doesn't fit. You can't put on our suit. Hello? That's why in my country years ago, young ladies don't like to marry pastor. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. It's only now that, you know, pastor's wife becomes first lady. In, the, in those days, no way. I remember very vividly one young lady 
I wasn't a pastor then. She was very close to my family. So she came to my wife. And our pastor then was a bachelor. And she told my wife. He said, please, warn this pastor. He thinks he wants to marry me. I am a pastor's daughter. (laughs) Beans in the morning. Beans in the afternoon. Beans in the night. That's what I went through. You think I'm going to go through all that? No way. Networking. Networking. One of the things that has beclouded us is that we think that there is a perfect denomination. Nothing like that. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 tells us that and you shall have a son And his name shall be called Jesus, and he shall save the people from their sins. That is the center point of the gospel. It is the gospel that brought us into the kingdom of God, not doctrine. Let me repeat that for the purpose of emphasis. It is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ that brought us into the kingdom of God, not our denomination. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. What is the good news? That Jesus died to save us from sin. That's the message I carry all over the world. The gospel. Not denomination. Hello? Do you know why we have denomination? Because the gospel we are preaching is a revelation. It's not static. It's progressive. God looks at what you can handle and He reveals it to you. That does not mean that you have arrived. (laughs) There is no perfect pastor. Just like you cannot find a perfect Christian. We are all blocks that make up the building. Hello? It started even in the time of the disciples. Say, Jesus, how come we saw someone casting away demons? And it's not part of us. Jesus said, he that is with us, he that is gathering with us is not scattering. Let me give us some points that can help us. Number one, there is no billboard in heaven. Hello? There is no billboard in heaven. Have you noted that? Because there is no apartment or no hallway that they said, well, you did, this denomination go this way, that denomination go this way, this denomination go that way. No. 
Hello? Number two. See what you want to see in your fellow pastor. See what you need to see in your fellow pastor. It's going to help you. Let me explain. Father Abraham is the father of faith. Am I right? And God says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But listen. Nobody has ever preached on Ishmael. Am I right? But the mistake that Father Abraham made has created problem for us today and it's going to last until Jesus comes. But we need to see what we, what we saw in Father Abraham, the father of faith. We overlook his weaknesses. There is no perfect man of God. We are all being transformed into the image of Jesus. None of us is Jesus. But we have the mind of Christ. See what you need to see in your fellow pastor. What you need to see. Not what you want to see. What you need to see. Why? Because what one pastor has, another hasn't got. God does not make mistake to give us fivefold ministries. And nobody occupies all. What one pastor has, another hasn't got. So we need one another. Irrespective of billboard. Hello? There is no perfect denomination. Hello? Maybe I'm stepping on toes tonight. But if I step on your toes, God will heal your toes. <laughs> what a night. In the psalm that we sang or read, Psalm 133 verse 1, he says, Behold. And that tells us, it's like an, you know, an alarm. How come, with all these people differences, they could come together? Behold, how beautiful, how precious it is for brethren to dwell in unity. That tells you that we will forever have differences of opinion. That does not rule away the fact that we have one Lord, one Father, one baptism. You know, let me share a story with you. In my country years ago, it used to be like that. Oh, we are the best. We preach holiness. We preach that. We preach divine healing. We, are, we don't make up. We don't, everyone doing his own thing. <clears throat> but guess what? 
When the Muslims struck, they never cared about your denomination. As far as they are concerned, church is church. They went up about killing people, burning churches. And you know what? <laughs> that brought us together. <laughs> then we, we realized that we have a common enemy. Then we prayed. We had a military dictator that wanted to Islamize our nation. That forced us down on our knees and we began to look for one another. <laughs> brother, you are my brother. <laughs> Let's pray together. <laughs> like we were forced to come together and we prayed like we never prayed before, irrespective of our denominational toga. And guess what? Without a, a, a shot of gun, the military dictator died on his sleep. And that's where the Muslims began to know that, yes, <laughs> our God is not their God. Amen? Amen? I prophesy to you that if you have this spirit that you came here tonight, three years from now, this place will not continue in your unity night. If you continue with this spirit, you came here tonight. This is just the beginning of 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 greater things to happen in the body of Christ. When God wants to start anything big, He starts it small. Don't look at what you are seeing now. Look at what you know. We only have one common enemy, that is Satan, operating in different colorations, different tactics, different strategies, but he's a common enemy. Let's stop haggling among ourselves. Let's stop, you know, all this, I am better. No. That's not what moves God's heart. Unity. Everybody say unity. Everybody say unity. One more time. Because it is a threat to the kingdom of the devil. That's why the enemy is so crafty. He wants us to, you know, get be, be divided among ourselves. In my country today, we have the Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigeria. We have the Christianization of Nigeria. Initially, the Christianization of Nigeria felt they were better. The Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigeria felt they were better. But now, when they now once saw that the enemy, the common denominator, the enemy, this, you know, the satanic force of the Muslim religion, after our neck, they came together. Amen? I don't want us to wait until the enemy is on our neck before we unite. When we unite, we become a strong force against the forces of darkness. Satan does not want us to get united. It's a strategy. But he has failed. 
Jesus said, Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hate shall not prevail. What do we mean by prevailing? Prevailing has to do with fighting. So, the enemy will continue to fight, but we are more than conquerors. Not that we shall overcome, we have overcome. Jesus overcame for us. Let's get united. 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 Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight. What a beauty of sight. What a beautiful scenario to see your children gather together in one accord. On the day of Pentecost, they were in one accord. Hence, the Holy Spirit visited. My Father and my God, I prophesy tonight that the beginning of unity among your children, though starting small in this just one auditorium, will escalate. It will grow. It will grow from strength to strength. Glory to glory. Honor to honor. Grace to grace. And the enemy will be put to shame. And your children will rejoice. Thank you for your spirit that is here tonight. It will not end here. It will continue. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Of life when it comes to praying. Some want to pray quiet. Some want to pray out loud. Some want to sit. Some want to kneel. Some want to walk. Some want to lay down. On We don't care. I don't, we don't care. All we care about is that you cry out to God. We have tragedy already this week. We have two unbelievable shootings in our nation. Our nation is in need of the church to cry out to God. Our nation doesn't know what to do. Our politicians don't know what to do, but the church knows what to do, and you're the church. This is the time. Now, we're not here just to sing to you and give a little word. Now we're here to cry out. We want to cry out for our city, for our county, and for our nation. But even more than that, we want to cry out for the church. We want to cry out for the church to be the church, to rise up and stand in the gap uh, that, like it should. So at this time, we're going to play a little bit of music. Our altars are open. Pastors, I know you're out there. Come first. You come and whoever's with you, follow them. Come fill this uh, whole area up with people praying. Choir, you got your little altar right there. You can turn around or you can sit right where you're at because we're going to need you up later. But let's spend some time seeking God. You ready? Okay, I know. Come on, let's go. Let's pray. Let's get a hold of God. Come on down. We have serious things going on in our nation. Horrible things going on. A desperate people will get a hold of God. They won't care what's going on. They won't care who hears them. Let's get back to what we should be doing. God said, my house shall be a house of prayer. Let's pray. Seek the Lord. Seek Almighty God.
Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Where's the scripture? Hallelujah, Lord. Call upon God. Make war in the heavenlies. It's not the. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we need a move of God. Lord, we need a move of God. Father, we need a move of God. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be the name of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Father, we repent tonight, Lord, as a church, for not doing that which You have called us to do, ordained us to do, Lord. We have been separated, Lord. We have been parts laying all over the ground, Lord. Put us back together tonight, Lord. Put us back together, Lord. Let us be that exceedingly great army, God. Breathe life into the church tonight, Lord. Breathe life into us, God, that we stand up, Lord, an army to be reckoned with. Hallelujah, Lord. Stir up the people of Almighty God, Lord. Remind them that they're the head and not the tail, Lord Jesus. Remind them, God, for such a day as this, they were called to stand in the gap. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Take us higher, Lord. Higher in the things of Almighty God. Let the church make a difference in this city, Lord. Give us back the influence, Lord. Give us back the holiness. Lord, we repent tonight. Forgive us of our sins, God, that has called you, caused you to back away from us, Lord. We need the power of God again, God. We need the influence of God again. The church needs to arise again, Lord. Breathe into us, O oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. Help our nation, God. Our nation is lost, Lord. Our nation, O oh God, has fallen from grace. Help our nation, O oh God. Help it. So great. 
God is greatly to be praised. Call upon God, people of God. Call upon your Lord. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. God, if you don't move, we're sunk. Lord, there's nothing we can do. God, there's not a song, Lord. There's not a sermon, oh God. We need the moving of the Spirit of God again. We need you to display your awesome power again, God. God, give us those radically saved saints of God again. Give us the Elijahs again, Lord. Give us the Moses again, oh God. Give us the Deborahs, Lord Jesus. Give us them, O oh God. Where are they, Lord? Give us the Esthers, Lord. Call them. Touch them. Even here tonight, amongst us, Lord, these people that are here calling upon You, Lord, move upon them. Fill them with God, the Holy Ghost. Let us be a holy people, a peculiar people once again, Lord. Walking in the power and the majesty and the holiness of Almighty God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Don't leave us to our own wisdom, our own counsel, God, our own strength. Oh, Lord. Help us, oh, God. Help us, Lord.